All right, how's everybody doing out there? I'm Don Ratkowski, and welcome to the Protection Plus Tactics Podcast. I'm a former Marine, decorated combat veteran with a lot of opinions, and that's what this podcast is about, my opinions. So today, um, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, but I've got a, a special guest here. Um, this is a gentleman named Dave's. I'm not going to give you his last name. He's a good guy, and uh, he's a business owner and uh, has been kind of dealing with everything that's going on and uh, today was the first day that he decided to get some training and came out and trained with us here at Protection Plus Tactics. He's got some uh, interesting opinions and everything but I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. How you doing Dave? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. So uh, how was the training today? What did you think about the training? Absolutely brilliant. It was exactly what the doctor ordered. Great insights. Uh, Got me well through the learning curve. Looking forward to it, working with you again. What was the one thing, if you had to take away anything today from the training, what was the one thing you think that uh, kind of sank in the most, that kind of had the, the biggest impact on you? Uh, sit back, relax, and everything will fall into place. That's right. You want to relax a little bit and uh, let things sort of happen. Absolutely. And because uh, we tend to get in the way sometimes when we get a little uh, overexcited or whatever, and yeah. uh, and especially when we're doing talking about weapon handling and weapon training. So that's what we did today with Dave. Uh, he's you know got his gun now and uh, he's you know protecting himself and definitely got some good training today to help him with that. Um, the shooting part of it, did you have fun shooting? Shooting was great. The variety was awesome. All the different types and the areas we went through were amazing. And I can't wait to come back and uh, do it again with him. Great, great. Glad to hear that, Dave. So what we did to, uh, with uh, Dave today was a, a class that we call Ground Zero. It's a private lesson. And basically what we did was we kind of took him from, you know, not assuming that he knows anything. We started teaching him uh, the three rules to live by all kinds of stuff and then by the end of the day he was uh, moving and shooting so not just shooting in a static position but we actually got him moving we got his heart rate going a little bit and uh, threw some threats at him and see how he handled those threats you did good today Dave Uh, I'll I'll pass that on as well you uh, came out there you know we tightened you up with the uh, shooting got your groups tighter and then went to work we started working cover we started doing some things but the biggest thing I guess that we get to is that you can see now how this stuff applies with what's going on in the world today if you're talking about wanting to protect yourself. Definitely the case. Uh, definitely was one of those things where you have to have the right focus when you're using a weapon and uh, you kept that on the forefront all day long when we were working. It wasn't about the gun, it was about safety, it was about what we're doing and what we need to keep our mind on. That's right, that's right. Where does our focus need to be when we're handling right. weapons and especially when we're trying to defend ourselves or fight for our life. So, I appreciate Dave uh, coming in. He's been listening to the podcast for a while, so he was a little excited when I asked him to uh, you know, sit in. Absolutely love the podcast. If you guys haven't heard him, go back and start at the beginning and listen to all of them. There's great tips, great pointers, great insights. Highly recommend it. Well, I appreciate that, Dave. So we're going to get moving here a little bit. And, and you know, a lot of things are going on in the world right now. And this is kind of uh, uh, where we're at. And, like, if you've been listening to my podcast, then you understand that uh, you're looking at a, a, a 
a regime change, a revolution taking place, and it's more in the form of a Bolshevik or communist revolution. We're looking at some Marxism as well, the way that they're uh, doling some of this stuff out. But the reality is, is you know, everything's under the guise of racism now, and that seems to be the driving factor. It's uh, all about race, 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 race. Uh, not necessarily what I believe, as if you've been listening to my podcast, uh, you know, systemic racism. I don't believe that that's the case in this country. We have a we we elected a black president. How can there be systemic racism if we elected a black president? And not only that, but we re-elected Barack Obama. And you know what? The whole country got behind him. Now we can't say the same thing about you know President Trump. You know, the whole country did not get about him. He's been he's been fought the whole way. And as we look at some of the things that are going on right now, we're looking at. I mean, left and right, they're taking away everything that, you know, a lot of things that I can remember from childhood. Uh, let's see, Aunt Jemima's gone now. Uh, Quaker Oats is gone now. Uh, Rice, Krispies, Rice Krispies just, you know, went on the offensive list, so they're doing away with Rice Krispies. Cream of wheat, and I guess cream of rice. Uncle Ben's, that's the, the thing. Uncle Ben, uh, now that's racist and everything. And I can understand some of this. We talk about Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima and that... Um, Vandalex butter too. That Vandalex butter is gone now too, and that's because of the Indian portrayed on the um, packaging. A lot of things are getting changed. Uh, we lost Gone with the Wind, and I don't even think a lot of people even realize that if you take away Gone with the Wind, you just took away the first black nominated, uh, the very first black person nominated for an Oscar was in Gone with the Wind, and you take that away. You just took away the very first nominated black person. And I don't think that her family or history wants that erased. So that's the dangers of erasing history when we talk about that. So, I mean, and we're going down to Pepsi-Cola. PepsiCo is now redoing, rethinking their entire um, line of products. They apologized and retracted um, a commercial that they did in uh, 2017 where uh, Kendall Jenner gave a, a Pepsi to a police officer at a Black Lives Matter rally. Uh, that is now offensive and racist. I don't understand that. What are we really shooting for here? Uh, any thoughts on that, Dave? No, I just uh, I think that things are getting to be a little extreme, and I think you're definitely pointing out the revolution that's going on. Right? Yeah, and it, I, I believe it is a definite regime change when we talk about what's going on in this country. Um, we look at some of the other things gathering momentum in the news, and, um, you know, I, I take a look at some of this stuff and, I mean, I get it. We're, you know, the, everything, this is racist, that's racist. If you don't believe with this, believe in this, you're racist. If you don't agree with the, that, you're racist. I don't understand that. I, 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 I really don't. I, I look at, I think people should be judged on their actions. That's what I've said in the past. And speaking of actions, we're, we're looking at, at, a, at a Black Lives movement that's trying to make real changes in this you know country and uh but they're doing it through violent means and uh you, you can't achieve that through violent means you know i talked i did a segment about the tea party boston tea party and there was no violence in that right they threw that tea in the bay but then they cleaned up the ship they made sure that nothing was damaged because if they would have it would have destroyed the message and I don't think that the what's going on right now, they realize that. When we talk about the fact that there is over a billion dollars in damages right now, over a billion dollars in damages, and, and the over fire and the, looting. the looting, the rioting, the destruction of property, all that, over a billion dollars in damage, 500 million alone in Minneapolis. 
Um, and at the same time, less than a thousand arrests have been made. And what are we going to see in charges? I don't know. I think that the district attorneys and the court system is afraid to charge people now. So we're, we're at a very... We're on a very slippery slope here in this nation when, when, when people can go into the streets, loot, burn, murder, literally murder people with no accountability. Take over city blocks. Take over city blocks. That's what we've seen happen in Seattle right now with the, the Chaz movement, which has been ch changed, I believe, to Chomp, right? Uh, Capitol Hill something, but uh, they changed the name from Chaz to Chomp. It used to be Capitol Hill. Uh, autonomous uh, zone. Now it's Capitol Hill something, uh, whatever. I can't. I, I I don't even know. But uh, they changed it to the name of that too. Um, there's been disputes up there about whether or not something's good. When we talk about uh, you know the fact that um, uh, Black Lives Matter came in and said you're derailing our movement. Get out of here. And they told Black Lives Matter, no, we're not leaving. And there's been Antifa and talks of a warlord and everything else. But I'm just looking at the fact that we've got over a billion dollars in damages right now, no arrests being made, and the rest that are being made, they're not going to prosecute a lot of them. So there's no accountability in this, and people are literally destroying huge portions of this country. And, you know, I want to talk about a few different things that are leading up to that, that have gone in conjunction with that. And we talk about, you know, police officers now are quitting the force and I don't blame them not one bit because if if you do your job and you can be looking at some sort of murder charge manslaughter second degree first degree whatever for doing your job and they're gonna be pushing 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 these guys are scapegoats so I don't blame them for not wanting to go out there and do the job every day and we're seeing that happen now the, the people have been walking out in the dozens from each police department because they're afraid they don't want to go to jail for doing their job and they know there's nobody backing or protecting them or supporting them right now so why do it and I can agree with that. I, I totally 100% can agree with that. What do you think about that, the police leaving their jobs? I think that their job is one of the toughest ones there is. De-escalation mm -hmm. is what we're talking about here. And it's a very difficult thing to accomplish. Right. You've got out, you're out on the street, things happen, and it's very difficult to try to calm people down when you're being attacked. and. Uh, you have to watch every move that you make. Every move you make. And so we look at what's happening with Rashard Brooks and you know the, the, the shooting in Atlanta and what has led to that. Now they just decided they are charging the police officer with felony murder in that case. And when and, I look at that, I think about... I, what's that? Ten additional charges. Ten additional charges on top right. of the felony murder too. That's right. And when I look at that, I watch the footage and I see that now everything's calm up until the point where they say you're under arrest. Then he starts freaking out. Now we got guys rolling on the ground and he's taking their weapons from them. Uh, Richard Brooke was taking the weapons from the, the officers, got his hands onto a taser. Now here's the thing. If I'm in the heat of that moment and I'm fighting, and yes, legitimately I can say, you know, if this is a threat, I'm fighting for my life. And if, if that person turns and points anything at me and I see a discharge, a bright flash of light, which is what happened when the... Uh, taser went off when he turned and pointed the taser at the officers and fired it. Of, now returned fire and he's dead, right? 
I get that because in those moments, those milliseconds as a combat veteran and Marine, you, you, those are the milliseconds that you make decisions in and life is the biggest decision that you're going to make and you want to you wanna choose life. So you're going to protect and preserve your life. So I get it. You know, if, if I see somebody point something at me and I flash come, I'm firing shots. So, you know, if I put myself in that situation, I think maybe, maybe I might have pulled that trigger too. But here's the reality that I want to talk about. If you're not resisting arrest, if you're not trying to yank the guns off of the officer's duty belts, and if you're not running away pointing a weapon at, at officers and discharging that weapon, you're not going to get shot. Right? Now, was that man fearing for his life? Possibly, but everything up to that point seemed very cordial in the uh, interactions. So I just want to talk about that a little bit because the reality is, is that now we've got police officers leaving the force um, and we've got defunding going on and that's happening through the governors and uh, a lot of the pol uh, politicians that are representing a lot of these democratic cities. So they're yanking funding from the police departments. I don't see a good end to this, just like I don't see a good ending to what's happening in Seattle. And the more and more that we get drawn into this, I, I, don't, I don't think that good's going to come from it. That's the bottom line. And uh, as I look at this and I say, well, I don't blame the police officer for leaving. I really don't. And uh, because I wouldn't want to be in their position right now. I really wouldn't. Uh, when I came out of the military, I was recruited by a lot of law enforcement agencies. However, I knew that I wanted to do different things with my life than police. That's not what I wanted to do. I fought hard for the freedoms we have in this country and I wanted to enjoy them. And I wanted to do things like start this company that I did. Um, as a result of that, the freedom that I have and the freedom that we've all earned. So uh, I wanted to exercise that freedom. Now. I can, I can understand why now a lot of police officers are, are, are now saying, well, you're on your own. I'm, go I'm not going to do this anymore because they can go get other jobs. They'll, they'll make money. Um, but as I look at the destruction taking place in these cities and burning these buildings down and the fact that the majority of the offended, and when I mean offended, I'm talking about the people who lost their businesses, the people who lost their lives in the riot in the streets, the people who were only trying to protect what they had worked hard for, those people were murdered. and you know, in some cases lit on fire and everything else. And I, I, you know, there's zero accountability. So, you know, people are not going to take this for long. And I think that we're going to start to see some pushback very soon. As I've said in my uh, earlier podcasts, shootings are on the rise daily. Now the numbers are growing daily, daily, daily. That means you got to protect yourself out there. Um, it doesn't matter what state you live in, where you're at, there's more and more things happening. And a lot of this is from the youth. Because the youth are being sucked into this. And I want to talk a little bit about that as well. You know, what's happening when, how, how are the youth getting, uh, you know, sucked into this. And I'm going to throw some names out there. I'm going to talk about a few organizations that I want some of you guys to research and look into this. Because the reality is, is this is a big plan. This was all planned. The whole thing was planned and we're in the middle of it. And I, I see organizations and people playing their part. And they are 100% uh, pawns on the chessboard and being moved around. Black Lives Matters is a pawn. I talked about that in my last podcast and I compared them to the Shaolin Monks. I really think that once the emperor is done with them, uh, they're going to be disbanded and you'll never hear from them again because there'll be no need for them. 
And the only thing that's given a lot of the credence right now is the media, which is owned by a few, you know, there's six people that own all of our media in the United States. And most people don't realize that. Six people come down to make those decisions. So those six people are using that media to build whatever agenda and fulfill whatever agenda they have. Uh, have you been keeping up with some of that stuff, Dave? Listen, I watch all the different news feeds and try to get a smattering across the board. And it's pretty obvious that you know it's you're either one side or the other and that's the way it's delivered and pretty much right now there's no middle ground there's no solutions to it it's let's escalate this to the next level and that's right and so everybody that's involved in this is being used it one way or another i i i I don't like that um and here's some bright uh you know a little bit brighter news uh when we talk about a few things uh the legislation's rolling out right now they're recalling uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, it's in effect right now. They've got all the signatures and votes they needed, and the uh, um, petition has been uh, entered into the process, so we'll see what happens with that. There's a lot of named people in this, in, especially in the state of California from political aspects, uh, that are being named specifically in a lot of the uh, grievances uh, throughout the state. So we're going to see what happens with that. Uh, Newsom's going to have his hands full over the next few weeks dealing with this. There's some things on the back burner that a lot of people aren't paying attention to because of the riots, the race riots going on in the United States, the demonstrations because of COVID-19. But uh, right on the forefront this morning, India and China are going at it. And, uh, you know, uh, China took out about 200 uh, Indian police or soldiers or, you know, uh, last night, yesterday. Uh, they're talking about that. They clubbed them to death, let them freeze overnight, something like that. Uh, but those two countries are going at it right now. and Both have nuclear warheads. Yeah, they both have nuclear capabilities. Yeah. And also, if you look at some of the packs that are backing the different companies, or the different countries, I should say, um, take a look at the organizations involved there. That is something that's critical to look at if you want to understand what that means. Um, but that's big news, big news. Also... That's getting buried right now. Hillary Clinton and a few others are being charged with treason right now. And that is on the forefront. Uh, The charges have been brought up. Everything's going right now. But you don't hear one word of that in the media. You don't hear one word of it in the news. And I think it's another distraction uh, to kind of, you know, we don't want to take away from the movement. We don't want to take away from this, that, and the other. No, but we're going to take away our police departments. We're going to take away our rights. We're going to take away everything else. And we're basically going to cater to the masses of the mob. I don't agree with that either. I taught my children, you know, you act right, you behave right, and life will treat you right. If you don't, you're in for a rough life. And I think that that's a simple philosophy to live by. And I think if more uh, people were taught that and lived their lives that way, that we wouldn't be in any of these problems. I I look at a lot of the uh, black celebrities right now that are going on and talking about different things. Um... And there's a lot that do not agree with what's going on right now uh, with the whole movement and the Black Lives Matter and everything else. Uh, we're getting to a point where I think everybody on board believes that all lives matter. And then there's the whole, well, if you say that, then you don't understand the movement and you're just part of the problem. I, I get it. I guess, you know, we're all part of the problem because we all live here. Right. But if we're going to come together and correct these things, it starts with our mind. We have to start to fix things in there and everybody has to take a look internally first. That's what I believe. Now, how is this happening? Go ahead, Dave. Don, let me ask you. How do you actually see it all playing out? Well... Like, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but 
based on what you see now at this early stage? Uh, at this early uh, stage, where, we're, where are we going? We're, we are, the momentum is there. And uh, so the ball's being carried swiftly right now. Uh, the key is we've got to slow this down a little bit and stop you know, because there's too many changes being made too rapidly. Our country's not geared for that. And it's certainly not geared to, you know, just let down the social fabric of our society. So we're in looking for some trouble and hard times. I, I believe that we are in for that uh, because this is not going to end easily. This is the big push. This is the big push by the left, liberalism, communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it. This is the big push. The coronavirus was the initiator. Now we looked for the spark. We got the spark in Minneapolis. That kicked off the rioting. The, you know, and now we're just constantly going from one form of division to the next. And to answer your question, there's a, a lot more that's going to play out. I think we're going to be looking at more emergency powers and more emergency acts. Right now, they're trying to really say the corona is on another uptake so they can reinitiate the emergency powers again. We've seen the, the um, amount of changes that have taken place through the use of emergency powers, and let alone just, just here in California, let alone the rest of the United States. So as we begin to look at this, you know, what's going to happen? Obviously, the military is not backing Trump now. They, you know, kind of voiced that. We've got... Uh, you know, sitting in the wings is uh, General Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, former Marine, who's, you know, been bad-mouthing Trump and saying, you know, so I think that they're setting him up to take charge of the coup. You got John Bolton coming out with his new book next week, and that's Very... going to be just completely anti-Trump. And, and you're going to hear a lot, and you know, there's a lot of telling going on, a lot of everything else. Um, and now, at the same time, when we look at this so how do i see it playing out we're, the, the road's going to continue in the journey that we're on right now they're going to continue to grab 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 the power grabbing isn't just about money and it's also about taking away words taking away things that we say on a daily basis taking away our, the, our ability to think certain ways so yes this is a, a complete structure that's being placed around us and i think that we're going to have to figure out how we're going to handle what's you know, what's being put in front of us and what we're being forced to do. And as I said earlier in my other podcast, you put enough pressure on people, they will respond. Sure. Now, how is the right going to respond? We haven't seen much from the right. We've, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about calmer heads prevail and things like that. But the reality is, is that the ball is moving so swiftly right now, they're going to have to do something soon. Yeah, they're being reactive instead of proactive. Yes, reactive instead of proactive. Yeah. And I mean, all the statistics and facts are there. All the cities that are having problems have been under democratic leadership for no less than 30 years, in some cases up to 80 years, which I talked about in my other podcast. Um, and the changes weren't made. So I don't believe it's a systemic thing. I really think this is an agenda that's being driven. And unfortunately, African-Americans, Black Lives Matter, all that stuff, they're pawns in this game being used. And I don't think that they fully understand that. And once they do, I don't think they're going to be happy about it. Once they see the end game more clear, I don't think they're going to be happy with their position in this. I don't think it's anything that they think, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't even know what they're trying to accomplish right now. That's the biggest thing. We talk That's about why systemic. I ask you the question, where are we going with this? Because there's no, they're, they're not making real demands. I mean, when you're talking about, well, we need Aunt Jemima gone and Uncle Ben and Quaker Oats and Rice Krispies are racist, that's not an agenda. That doesn't address problems. You know, that's like saying, well, that's the reason we're all racist. I don't think three little elves on a cereal box made anybody a racist. I really don't. Um, the problem is in interpretation, I believe. And so we are subject to our environment. 
That is 100% true. Every species, every animal, every being on this planet is subject to their environment. They react accordingly. And so if people are raised in a rough environment, well, they're going to grow up that way. Now, the last 40 years under democratic control and, and supposedly trying to help should have helped, but it didn't because it was never the intention to help. And I think that's where people got lost. And now they're looking saying, well, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to make extreme changes. So <clears throat> as we talk about this, and I, I, I'm glad that you're you know, uh, helping me out here, Dave, uh, giving me some opinion here, uh, because what do you see? How do you see this playing in? I don't know. Yeah, don't that's know. it. I, I, did, I think... I, I, I'm afraid that things are going to blow over like they all do. And when it blows over, everything sort of just goes back to the status The dust up. just settles, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, I think that we're beyond that, honestly. That, well, that going back, because what is normal, we, I don't think we're going to see normal again. And I think the COVID explains that. The COVID explains that very well. Yeah. And that's going to be part of the box. So there's a lot of distracting going yeah. on. A lot of sleight of hand right now. Look here, because I'm doing something else It's all here. going to be interesting as we head to November. There's no question about it. If we make it to November. Right. Let's just let's just throw that out there. There's going to be a lot of stuff that hasn't, we haven't even seen yet. And, and when these emergency the powers... When they start grabbing and, and, and utilizing executive uh, power more, these emergency powers, I think that that's when we're really going to notice what the, you know, the, the changes they're up for. So as I look at this and I say, okay, cool, how is this happening? How did these young people get so worked up and everything? Well, I did some research and um, I, I want people to understand this and I want you to do your own homework. But um, I want you to look up um, an organization called Sunrise Movement. Uh, it's geared towards the youth, middle school, high school. Now, this particular movement, Sunrise Movement, literally, literally puts on crash courses that include, you know, for middle schools, high schools, and everything else. There, a lot of the work's done through Zoom and everything else. But what they're really looking for is escalation uh, provocation tactics. They're teaching these in these crash course workshops. The thing that, that I want people to understand, because who's involved in the Sunrise Movement? Well, it's also funded by another company called Momentum. And some people that are involved in these two organizations are um, Ilan Omar and uh, Andrea Ocasta-Cortez, AOC. They're involved in these organizations, and they're actually on Zoom, on these other um, uh networking platforms. devices platforms you know on the internet where they're group talking to children and telling them how to literally escalate and provocate um, trouble there and some of the messages that are being sent in these videos and I want you guys to go out there and research this and look for yourself is that they're saying the more affluence you have the more white privilege you have the more you need to sacrifice so they're getting in these kids heads telling them that you what you have you shouldn't have what your parents earned they shouldn't have earned and it's your fault you need to do something about this if even if your parents aren't willing to so we're seeing you know these children i mean the brain's still not even making permanent connections at the age of 17. your your brain is still literally forming at the age of 17. i'm not joking uh, this is science, this is fact, and you wonder why teenagers act the way they do and young adolescents. This is why their brain is still forming connections. It's still developing a process. And when you get in there and start influencing this process at those ages, you, you can really do some damage. And that's where this is coming from. So uh, another thing I want to bring up, another name that is involved with Sunrise, the Sunrise Movement and also the Momentum Organization is Aaron Berger. Now Aaron Berger this guy is the CEO of Asymmetric Solutions, which is 
a global military security organization. Now, they're funding and also helping out Sunrise Movement and a few of these other things in tactics, everything else, and money. So, Aaron Berger, the CEO of Asymmetric Solutions, he's making money through this. Somebody is paying him to do these things. And then to get involved in the Sunrise Movement and everything else, where they're starting to educate kids in some of these global military tactics. And as somebody, as a Marine who's been around the world and seen this stuff played out, you know, has been taught a lot of these tactics, how to demoralize, how to do things when you're in combat and when you're in war, yeah. the object is to win. And we do that through various different ways, and demoralization is one of them. We're seeing the tactics literally being taken out of the handbook right now with the way they're demoralizing the police department. And you can see it happening now, and that's why I mentioned it earlier, with the police departing. With the police going on their own way, saying, I'm not going to do this job anymore. And it's all because of the moral. It's, it, it, we're, you know, they're now... Uh, the, mor the morale of the police departments is at an all-time low. They have nobody, nobody has their back. They feel like they're on an island out there, and they literally are. The ambushes that are taking place are just sickening. We talked about it in my last podcast. I talked about the ambushes uh, that took place in Florida and a few other places, but again, yesterday, more. Again, last night, in our local area, more shootings. And, and these shootings are not going to stop. The ambushing and the attacks on the police force, sheriff, deputies, all that, those are not going to stop. These things are still there. So as we look forward, the one thing I really want to get across to everybody is now you've got to open your eyes. You've got to do your homework. You've got to look at the people you vote, and you've got to really look at what they stand for. And then ask yourself, do I stand for those things? Would I put... Would I put... COVID-19 patients into convalescent homes with the elderly. Would you do that? Then you shouldn't be voting for the people who did. Namely the governors in New Jersey. New York. California. Minnesota. You have to look at these places that decided to put sick COVID patients into elderly homes who are the people we're supposed to be protecting. If they make that type of decision, they do not need to be in an office where they make any decision for the public, any decision for us at all. So please, you need to start making, writing letters, and you've got to really start to wake up and check, who are you? Would you do those things? Would you let people who murdered people in the streets, who burned down, looted buildings, would you let them go free? Well, think about all the Hollywood actors now that are donating millions and millions of dollars to bail out these criminals. Why support them? Who are you? That's what I want you to ask yourself in this podcast. Who are you? Would you do those things? If you wouldn't, then don't vote for the people that do. You know, I really appreciate you guys out there. Dave, I appreciate you coming in here today. Working with you today was a pleasure. Enjoyed I look forward it. to working with you again. And, uh, you know, I know you own several businesses here in the area. And, and, and everything that's going on with the COVID, the rioting, the, the whole state of the nation, you've got to deal with it just like I do. And so your opinion was important to me. And, and I appreciate you sharing your opinion Thanks with us today. Participate. Great to have you here. Now, I want all of you to visit my website. Go to my website, www.protectionplustactics.com. It's uh, linked on the podcast. You can get there from there. 
you know, go to my website, take a look at what we do, uh, and take a look at some of the information up there. But not only that, I want you to leave comments, I want you to send emails, and I want you to share this podcast with as many people as you think should hear it. Because we're headed down a very rocky road, and we're currently on a very slippery slope. And unless things change, and I'm not talking about defunding police stations or any of the idiocracy that's going on right now. I could care less about the names of, of magic cards, Pokemon cards. I could care less about this, that, and the other uh, when it comes to, you know, well, this this label has more white on it than black, so it's, 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 it's systemic racism. I, you know, you go deal with that. But what I really want to know is I want you, I, I want everyone to get involved to make to, to begin to make real changes. Let's stop with the packaging. Let's stop trying to tell people what to think. Let's stop trying to tell people what to do. Let's start with telling ourselves. Who are we? Who am I? How do I think? What do I do? Anyway, it's been a pleasure again today. I love doing this on a daily. I love getting on the podcast, sharing my opinions. Like I said, please leave comments. Please contact me. Uh, send emails. Do that. You're going to see the post on Facebook and everything else. Put your comments in there. I really want to know what you think about some of the topics and things we're talking about right now. So remember again, protection plus tactics. Come to train. Train to live. Be safe out there. Bye now.